Hey, hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Dr. Movie Road Warrior Reviews with Rick. That's right, I'm doing a podcast while I'm driving my car in the Blunicorn, which is the name of my car that I drive, which currently has 227,294 miles on it, and I'm burning up the four lane, right? Um, I've been uh, looking up some rare movies that kind of piggyback off of the success of another movie, right? So, obviously, when you saw the name of this one, you already know where this is heading, right? Because Smokey and the Bandit was such a big flick that uh, people started trying to ride that gravy train. And this one is no different. This one's called Smokey and the Good Time Outlaws, or Smokey and the Outlaw Women, right? It's from 1978, and... It's everything you expect a knockoff of Smokey and the Bandit to be. But it really is different. Um, first time watch for me. I'd never seen this before. And there's obviously a slew of movies that have the, the name Smokey in it, which you're going to hear about all of them real soon. <laughs> um, so Smokey and the Good Time Outlaws. Uh, it's a comedy, 1978, PG. Uh, We've got a cast of people that I don't really know too much about. Well, I'm saying that because of kind of the main characters in this. I mean, we do have Slim Pickens in this playing the sheriff, right? And uh, he's, he's he's Slim Pickens, right? He's he's ideal for this kind of role, trying to do the, his best Jackie Gleason, I guess. Uh, we've got Dennis Fimple in this. Now, Dennis Fimple was in everything in the 70s, right? Uh, some of you may know him from House of a Thousand Corpses. He's in it. He's, he's one of those guys that when you see him, you just totally recognize him. The guy's been in more movies than I can possibly even mention. Uh, all kinds of 70s B-movies, right? Uh, the main character is Jesse Turner, who plays a character named J.D. And I don't really know him from anything else. Only this movie, but obviously he's trying to be a Burt Reynolds kind of knockoff. Now, uh, what is different about this movie? This is about a couple of guys that play music that live in Salt Lake, not Salt Flat. That's right, Salt Flat, Texas. And they feel like that there's just really nothing there for them anymore. They're playing these gigs, but they're not turning out any money. Uh, they're playing this one gig, and JD gets in a fight and ends up putting the two guys in jail. And while they're in jail, they talk about they need to get out of this town because there's nothing here and they'd love to go to Nashville and be a big star. And that's really the premise for this. It's a road movie like Smoking the Bandit except the whole premise of this is trying to get to Nashville and become big music stars. Country music stars. Let me be clear. And uh, so that's really where this thing runs. And, you know, they, they while they're in jail, this guy's in there who claims to be this big time manager for a lot of the big music stars, Marty Robbins, Mickey Gilly, he starts just naming off the big ones of the time. And it's Archie Campbell. Now, Archie Campbell was on a show that I grew up, uh, you just you just watched it. Everybody watched Hee Haw growing up. If you, if you lived anywhere in the South, especially in Tennessee, you grew up watching Hee Haw, right? 
Archie Campbell was one of the main characters on Hee Haw. So, and matter of fact, you got two or three people that are from Hee Haw in this movie, and um, just playing these these different roles. But uh, this guy tells me he's a big time producer, and if he had a deposit, then he could go ahead and get it set up to where he could be their manager and get them on the road to stardom, right? And he asked them for twenty bucks. Well, the reason he wanted the twenty bucks is because that way he could, he could make his bail and get out. So he gives them a, a fake card or whatever, and when they get out the next day, they jump in their truck, and the two of them take off to Nashville. You got JD. And you got Dennis Pimple, who's called the Salt the Salt Flat Kid, which is ridiculous because he's not a kid. He's he's got to be at least in, <laughs> at least thirty in this movie, right? But you get the idea, right? They're playing off the whole idea again of like a Smokey the Bandit kind of thing. But they're just jumping in a truck, an old beat up truck, and they're driving to Nashville. And on the way, they they pick up these two hot ladies and uh, start having some fun with them. They stop at this gas station, and all of a sudden this guy pulls up, who's another guy from uh, Hee Haw, and he's like, hey, you guys seen a couple girls? Well, I don't know what they look like. Well, one of them's, you know, a good-looking blonde, the other one's redhead, and all this stuff. I mean, he's, he's very funny. And it's the two girls they picked up, but they went to the bathroom, and then they tell this guy, no, we, we haven't. As a matter of fact, there they are right there. They're in that truck going right over there. And so... They make the guy chase another vehicle, which they're not in at all, but they just faked them out, you know, to make them think that's where they were. And they take the girls and take off. Well, lo and behold, the guy that was driving the car is looking for the, the girls. His uncle is the sheriff. And they set up a roadblock, checking all the vehicles coming through there. And the guys already know, okay, something's up. They're they're looking for us. And so they, they pull off this thing where they they hide the girls but you don't know where they are and of course slim pickens just goes up one side and down the other on them because just country bumpkins from texas coming down here is nothing worse than that that's worse than hippies and dope, dope fiends and dope smokers and i mean he he just gives them the ropes right well they go through because there's nothing in there with them and then they stop when they get past the the roadblock and there's this old guy coming like an old you know, A-frame, you know, car from the 20s. And uh, JD gets the old man to stop the car. And he says, you got a you got a radiator leak. So he's got the old man out and he's got him looking. And what they did is while they were stopped at that traffic, uh, the roadblock, they took the girls and put them in the, in, the, in the back seat of that old car and hit them in there. And then he got the car to stop, told him he had a radiator leak, and they got the girls out and continued on. Well, Slim Pickens, the Smokey, comes by and sees the old man, and he talks about he's got to check his car seat more often because a couple of girls were in there. So now he knows what's going on. So now we're in pursuit, right? Now, the strange thing about this movie, they make it to Nashville with the girls, but the girls belong to some other guys, which one of them happens to be Johnny Paycheck, another big country music legend that makes a, a very short cameo in this. And uh, so now the girls are no longer theirs and they're down on Printer's Alley. Of course, if you know Nashville, that's kind of a big hot spot. 
and they're going to see Marty Robbins play at this place, right? So, and they're thinking, hey, we'll meet Marty Robbins, and we'll tell him we got the same manager, and they'll get us on the fast track, yada, yada, yada. It's all that road movie stuff, right? Well, they never get to see Marty Robbins play because the first band is playing, and uh, then, like I said, Johnny Paycheck and this other guy walks in with the two girls. Well, that starts a big ruckus, and there becomes a big fight, and then all of a sudden the sheriff shows up, and he's chasing J.D. and the salt flat kid out of there. And the strange thing is from this point on, it's almost like all that storyline is forgotten. <laughs> None of that really ever pops up again. It's like the sheriff doesn't... I mean, they're trying to like do uh, drawings of, the, of, of them so they can post wanted signs and stuff, but they never really pursue them anymore. So you never really see them again. So that's kind of a weird thing of... You know, being that it's called Smokey <laughs> and the Good Time Outlaws and you lose the Smokey halfway through the movie and the girls, if you want to go with Smokey and the Outlaw women, it really just becomes the, the JD and Soft Flat Kid show who, I forgot to mention, he's, he's a ventriloquist. He's got a dummy that he carries with him everywhere. So now they're cruising around Nashville trying to get gigs, trying to make money, trying to make the big time. And they keep hawking off their stuff at, a, at a, a pawn shop to make ends meet. They keep hawking off the dummy. And they start playing these little cheap gigs, trying to make money. And they end up having a, a flat on their truck. And they go to rob a, uh, a junkyard. And I forgot to mention this, too. But we've got uh, uh, Hope Summers in this. Now, Hope Summers is an actress that's on... She was Aunt B's best friend on, on the Andy Griffith show. So, elderly lady, but she owns this junkyard, and she, she sympathizes for the guys, and she knows a manager and uh, gets them hooked up with this guy. Of course, he's ripping them off, and uh, it's just showing the bad underbelly of the Nashville business, especially back then, even through the 80s and 90s, because I remember it as well. But you basically paid to play. You didn't make money playing your managers and the people that book you make the money and the place that you're playing at makes the money and you don't make really anything that's just a true statement and uh because there's so much competition people are willing to play for free hoping they'll get in front of the right people and make the big time so it's all a big ruckus this movie really plays on a lot of that right um i know i'm rambling a lot about the story because there's a lot of detail to it even as simplistic as it is but uh, they decide, they get together with, with Marcy, who's the lady that owns the, uh, the junkyard, about a plan of breaking into the Grand Ole Opry, sneaking the guys on stage and letting them perform. So that's, that's the big heist they're going to pull in this movie, right, to make it all work. And like I said, once you get to this point of the movie, there's no Smokey, <laughs> there's no girls. It's just these guys trying to you know, trying to perform at, at the Grand Ole Opry. That's all that's trying to happen here. And, uh, you know, I'm going to kind of leave it there. This is on Tubi, so you can check it out. But this is that this is that sweet spot of the 70s again that I just love. I love late 70s, early 80s movies. Uh, just something about the, the the brass that they had to make these movies at that time. Because you're breaking out of the drive-in theater ruckus of the 60s, right? You're, you're hitting more of a, like 42nd Street, that kind of 
venue, right? The grind house kind of thing. And this kind of falls into that. And uh, I don't know. I really I like this one. I like this one, you know, pretty well. Uh, Becky and I sat down and watched it the other night, and we were both, you know what? This is this is all right. Uh, I guess because again nostalgia, right? Because of the times, seeing downtown Nashville, being that we lived there back in the late 90s and early 2000s, and to see it from a 70s perspective, which, you know, again, if you're from Tennessee, if you're not, you're not going to understand this, but Nashville was the place to go. I mean, they had this amusement park called Opryland, which was a big deal. That's where we went to ride the rides, right? We didn't have a Cedar Point or a Six Flags or anything like that at the time. It was Opryland. That was it. So everybody made the journey to Opryland. Everybody thought Nashville was just the bee's knees. And Hee Haw was the show, you know. And it all kind of tied in together. And that's pretty much my childhood. And uh, which was a very normal childhood for anybody in Tennessee, Kentucky, around this area. Um, this movie's fun. Uh, the main guy, uh, Jesse Turner, I don't know if this was just a a pride project or what for him because I think he wrote it possibly even directed a portion of it, produced it starred in it, it's one of those you know type of you know movies but it doesn't really play off that way I mean obviously he's the star but uh, there's a lot of fun to be had with this movie so uh, I say if you like the road movies, if you like Smoking the Bandit, is it Smoking the Bandit? not by a long shot but is it entertaining enough to, to, to make you go, all right, this is just another slice of that time period? Absolutely. You can do a lot worse than this movie, right? So there's my take on Smokey and the and the good old good good old outlaws. I don't forget the name of the dang thing. The good time outlaws. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna give it a I'm gonna give it a three out of five, you know. I didn't really like it, I didn't absolutely love it, I just I liked it. And I would probably watch it again. So uh, be on the look for uh, uh, some of these other movies with Smokey in the titles. They're all going to kind of follow back to back right here. That's my take on it. Hey, if you got suggestions for movies, make sure you let me know. You can drop them on my Facebook page, Instagram page, message me, however you want to do it. And uh, I'm glad to, to check these movies out. There you go, folks. Have a good one, and we will check you later, good old outlaws.